Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello and welcome to the Whispering Woods podcast. I'm Sarah and as we said there's no Toby this week as he's away on holiday with his dad. First of all I want to give a shout out to our new patrons. Alison and Darla thank you so much for becoming patrons. We really appreciate it as it helps us to grow and get new equipment for the podcast and give Toby a little bit of spending money. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so by visiting patreon.com forward slash The Whispering Woods. If not, come and join us on our Facebook group. I'm really stuck at the moment because I'm I'm really rubbish at running groups or anything like that. I don't know what to do. I'm getting old. Um, I think I may be getting there. But come and have a look. It's not, you know, we sort of said in the past that if you like crafting, um, a fibre enthusiast maybe, something like that, come and join in. But really, it's just, you know, whatever. We can discuss things, have a chat, share memes that I must say are useful memes because I don't know. <laughs> and it'd be lovely to come and, you know, sort of meet you all if you come on over. I'm also going to be running a competition in a couple of weeks' time as well. So keep an eye out for that. The link is in the podcast notes, along with all of our other links for social media. Today's episode. Now, Sorry if I rambled on a bit. I wanted to make sure that I covered as much as I could about the subject matter. Now, we've spoken about this before, kind of, you know, about what I believe and things like that. So it kind of fits in with that. So the topic today is tulpas. And I want to take a look at this because I think it's really interesting. So if you don't know what they are, take a listen to the introduction.
Kalpas are fascinating entities that originate from Tibetan Buddhism. They're believed to be created through intense focus and visualization, where an individual brings forth the tulpa into existence within the realm of their mind. This creation process involves deep concentration and the pouring of energy, hopes and desires into the tulpa, breathing life into what was once mere imagination. As the tulpa gains strength and substance within the mind, it may develop a sense of autonomy separate from its creator. This newfound independence allows the tulpa to have its own thoughts, emotions and actions. Some stories suggest that tulpas can even manifest in the physical world, appearing as ethereal beings that blur the line between the living and the supernatural. While tulpas can be powerful and potentially unsettling, it's important to note that their nature depends on the intentions and emotions of their creator. If created with love, compassion and positivity, Tulpas can serve as loyal companions and sources of inspiration. But caution must be exercised when creating a tulpa. Maintaining a clear boundary between the tulpa and its creator is essential to prevent the tulpa from gaining excessive power or control. Failure to do so may disrupt the delicate balance between the physical and spiritual realms leading to potentially distressing experiences. Ultimately, the world of tulpas is mysterious and captivating, offering a glimpse into the uncharted territories of the human mind. Whether one chooses to view tulpas as a product of the psyche or as entities with a paranormal presence, they continue to intrigue and fascinate those who dare to explore their depths. There are various examples of tulpas found in different cultures and belief systems. Here are a few notable examples. In Tibetan Buddhism, tulpa yidams, or just yidams, are a specific type of tulpa that practitioners create through advanced meditation and visualization techniques. The term yidam can be translated as meditational deity or personal deity. These yidams are considered to be enlightened beings or deities that represent specific qualities or aspects of enlightenment. The practice of working with yidams is an integral part of Vajrayana or Tantric Buddhism, which is a branch of Tibetan Buddhism. Practitioners engage in deity yoga, a form of meditation where they visualize themselves as the yidam and merge their own identity with the qualities and enlightened nature of the deity. The purpose of creating tolpa yidams is to facilitate spiritual development and attain higher states of consciousness. By meditating on and identifying with the yidam, practitioners aim to cultivate the qualities and wisdom associated with that particular deity. This practice helps to purify the mind dissolve egoic attachments and ultimately lead to enlightenment. Yidams can take various forms and different practitioners may have different personal yidams based on their own spiritual affinity. Some commonly practiced yidams 
include Avalokiteshvara, the Bodhisattva of Compassion, Manjushri, the Bodhisattva of Wisdom, and Vajrajini, a female deity associated with passion and transformation, among others. It's important to know that the creation and visualization of yidams require guidance and instruction from qualified teachers or lamas within the Tibetan Buddhist tradition. These practices involve intricate rituals, specific mantras and complex visualizations, which are taught within the context of a broader spiritual path. Thought forms in occultism Occult traditions such as theosophy and certain branches of Western esotericism explore the concept of thought forms. These thought forms are believed to be created through focused mental energy and intention. They can take various forms and have different purposes, such as serving as spiritual guides, protectors or even as entities created for specific tasks. In occultism, thought forms refer to the creation of mental constructs or entities through focused intention and visualisation. They're believed to be created by the power of the mind and can have varying degrees of energy and consciousness. Thought forms can be intentionally created by individuals or unintentionally formed through strong emotions, repetitive thoughts or collective beliefs. Thought forms are created through concentrated mental energy, intention and visualisation. This can be done through rituals, meditation or other techniques that harness the power of the mind. The more focused and sustained the intention and visualisation, the stronger and more defined the thought form becomes. Thought forms are believed to possess energy and consciousness to varying degrees. They can range from being simple and short-lived to complex and relatively autonomous entities. The energy of the thought form is influenced by the intensity of the creator's focus and the emotional charge behind it. They can take on various forms depending on the intention and visualization of the creator. They can resemble human figures, animals or abstract shapes. The appearance of thought forms often reflects the purpose or qualities they are intended to embody. Thought forms are thought to have the ability to influence the energetic environment and interact with other beings or thought forms. They can be programmed to carry out specific tasks such as protection, healing or manifestation. Thought forms can also be intentionally dissolved or absorbed back into the creator's consciousness when their purpose is fulfilled. Collective thought forms are created by shared beliefs, emotions or cultural influences. Examples include egregores, which are thought forms created by a group or community's collective consciousness, and servitors, which are thought forms intentionally created and sustained by a group for a specific purpose. It's important to note that working with thought forms in occultism requires caution and responsibility. Thought forms can have unintended consequences if not properly managed, and their creation and dissolution should be approached with knowledge and respect for the energetic dynamics involved. 
Servitors are thought forms or tulpas created in modern occult magical practices. They are often created with a specific purpose or task in mind, such as providing protection, manifesting desires, or assisting in achieving certain goals. Practitioners develop and feed these entities with energy and attention until they become semi-autonomous and capable of carrying out their designated tasks. Here are some key aspects of servitors in occultism. Servitors are created through focused intention, visualisation and ritualistic practices. The creator imbues the servitor with a specific purpose and assigns it tasks to perform. The process involves intense concentration and clarity of intention. The creator may also provide the servitor with a name, sigil or other symbolic representation to strengthen their connection and influence. Once created, servitors require energy to sustain their existence and carry out their assigned tasks. The creator can provide energy through various means, such as regular visualisation, offerings or rituals. The energy can be drawn from the creator's own vitality or from external sources, such as the elements or specific symbols. Servitors can possess varying degrees of autonomy depending on the intention of the creator. Some servitors may be highly independent and have a certain level of decision-making ability, while others may simply act as programmed entities carrying out specific tasks without independent thought. The level of autonomy is often determined by the creator's intention during the creation process. Servitors are not meant to exist indefinitely. They're created for a specific purpose and are typically dissolved or absorbed back into the creator's consciousness once their task is complete. This can be done through ritualistic practices or through the intentional withdrawal of energy and attention given to the servitor. Working with servitors requires ethical considerations and responsible practice. The creator must be mindful of the servitor's purpose and ensure that it aligns with their ethical principles. Additionally, the creator is responsible for monitoring the servitor's actions and ensuring they do not cause harm or act contrary to the intended purpose. It's important to note that servitors are considered to be mental constructs rather than independent entities with consciousness. They're believed to operate on the energetic and psychic levels, carrying out tasks in accordance with the creator's intentions. But, as with any occult practice, it's essential to approach the creation and utilisation of servitors with knowledge, respect and a strong ethical foundation. Egregores are collective thought forms or group consciousnesses that are created and sustained by a collective of individuals who share a common purpose, goal or belief system. These entities gain power and influence through the collective energy, attention and belief of the group. Examples of egregores can be found in religious organisations, secret societies and even fandoms. Egregores similar to servitors are thought forms that are created and sustained by collective consciousness rather than an individual. Here are some key aspects of egregores. Egregores are created by a group of individuals who share common beliefs, goals or practices. 
the collective energy, intention and focus of the group contribute to the formation and sustenance of the egregore. This collective creation distinguishes egregores from individual thought forms like servitors. Egregores tap into the collective consciousness of the group that created them. They become a kind of group mind or thought form that embodies the shared beliefs, values and intentions of the collective. Egregores can influence and be influenced by the thoughts, emotions and actions of the group members. Egregores derive their energy and power from the collective consciousness and energy of the group. The more individuals involved in creating and sustaining the egregore, the stronger it becomes. The energy can be reinforced through regular rituals, ceremonies or practices performed by the group. Egregores can have a significant influence on the group and its members. They can amplify the group's intentions, enhance their magical or spiritual practices and provide guidance or protection. Egregores can also shape the group's identity, culture and shared experiences. Egregores can possess a certain level of independence and autonomy. They can develop their own characteristics, personalities and even consciousness to some extent. They may communicate with group members through dreams, visions or intuitive insights. But the extent of their independence varies depending on the beliefs and practices of the group. Egregores can evolve and change over time as the group's beliefs, practices or membership shift. They may grow stronger or weaker depending on the energy and attention given to them. In some cases, egregores may dissipate or disintegrate if the group disbands or loses its collective focus. The Slender Man is a fascinating example of how the concept of the Tolpa has been applied in popular culture. Originating from an internet meme in 2009, the Slender Man is depicted as a tall, faceless figure in a black suit, with elongated limbs and the ability to manipulate and influence the minds of those who encounter him. In the context of Tolpamancy, some individuals believe that the Slender Man has taken on the characteristics of a Tolpa. According to this perspective, the collective belief, fear and fascination surrounding the Slender Man have given it a form of existence within the minds of those who believe in and contribute to its mythology. As more people engage with the concept of the Slender Man, either through artistic creations, stories or online communities, they add to the energy and attention surrounding this entity. This collective focus potentially strengthens the Slenderman's presence as a Tolpa, allowing it to develop a degree of autonomy and influence over individuals who interact with it. The Slenderman's emergence as a Tolpa serves as a testament to the power of collective imagination and belief, highlighting the potential for thought forms to take on a life of their own within the human psyche. So, as I've said before, I'm a pagan, so I really do believe in the power of manifestation, um, setting your intentions and things like that, so it really works with that kind of belief system. Um, I think it was on the rake episode when we spoke about when you get a group of people who really focus and think about something, 
that it can actually manifest. And I do believe that. Just saying from my own experiences, uh, my own mind is is a, a scary place sometimes. And, you know, I obviously it's proven that there are such things as placebos, the placebo effect, and also on the flip side, there is nocebos. So nocebos are powerful and they come into the realm of like curses, hexes, that kind of thing, where I think you can also, if you believe that somebody's put a curse on you, um, bad things can happen and you'll put it down to that. So the mind is very, very powerful and I think we've got to be a bit careful Aspects of this, I don't know if anybody has watched Game of Thrones out there. I'm an avid watcher. But the witch, the Red Witch, um, I think the, the magic that she used is kind of based around tulpas when she sends one off to do some damage. I won't say much about it, just in case um, people haven't watched it and they want to. But I think knowing this, you know, you'll, you'll kind of see aspects of it around you and how it's incorporated in stories, movies, all that kind of stuff. And I know it's some of the sorry about that. Some of the introduction was a bit repetitive, um, but they they you know they, they slightly vary with different belief systems. And just to say, I'll be testing to make sure that everybody knows the difference. Right today, I've got one true story, pretty scary actually, about the one and only Slenderman. I hope you're all ready. So let's do it. Okay, so a few days ago on one of my posts, I said I would talk about my personal encounters with Slendy. It all started a long time ago when I found out about Slenderman here on Reddit. I didn't really think or fear it that much. I just found it interesting because I love to study the supernatural. So naturally, I began researching Slenderman. After conducting my research for a few weeks, I decided that this could be real. And this could be my chance to make some sort of contact with this entity, so to speak. But as I prepped myself for contact, I began to worry and get scared. I started not sleeping and filmed myself, just as I'd heard that others did. This way, just in case I fell asleep, I would be able to capture anything that happened. I never did catch anything odd on film. But within the next week... I would be talking to my friends and my cell phone would turn off and on. But that would only happen if I was outside. I felt like I was being watched and as time progressed it got scarier. I got more worried and I considered dropping supernatural research altogether. The next incident occurred around 4am about a week later. I woke up because I thought I heard something in my room. I turned on the light and looked around but found nothing out of place. All three of my doors in my room were closed and two were locked. So I went back to sleep. About 20 minutes later, I woke up to the same noise. So once again, I turned the light on. This time, all of my doors were wide open. My drawers to my dressers were open and the cabinet was open, as if someone had been looking for something. The scariest part about it was that the key to the doors that were locked was tucked under my mattress. There was no way anyone could have known where it was or even get to it. 
I tried to brush it off as a joke played by my dad, but I just couldn't think of anything but Slenderman. This continued for about three or four nights. Eventually, I forced myself to quit thinking about it and to quit researching, and it felt like things were simmering down. Two months later, I start having very vivid hallucinations of Slenderman, and my phone starts glitching again any time I go outside. One night, I was sitting with some friends a few miles from our dorm near some woods. We were having a good time just chatting when I saw him. He was about 30 yards away behind some trees, just staring. When I pointed him out to my friends, he disappeared. My friends, assuming I was crazy, just brushed it off. About 10 minutes later, I look over to my car and there he is, standing behind it. I tried to get my friend's attention again, but they just didn't listen and he disappeared. The next few days I started having nightmares of waking in random places for a few seconds and then falling back asleep. Almost immediately after, I would wake up with a start, shivering and sweating, with no idea of who I was. That effect would last for about 15 minutes after each nightmare. After that, I just forced myself to completely quit thinking about it. I started taking sleeping pills and even participated in recreational activities to keep myself distant, void of thought and happy. I even began to put a line of salt in front of my doors and window and around my bed because that was what I had always done to protect myself from threatening entities. It worked for a few months, until recently. Recently, I started helping people out on Reddit with Slenderman problems. Things have been getting a little too close for comfort, but I'm staying strong and as unafraid as I can. A few days ago, I was driving to see a friend and I felt I heard whispering next to me in the passenger seat. I turned my radio down, looked at my laptop bag and listened some more. I thought maybe I'd left my computer on. After a few minutes of not hearing anything, I turned the music back on and went about driving as I should. A few minutes later, I heard the faint whispering again. And suddenly out of the corner of my eye, it looked as if someone leaned up in my passenger seat and looked directly at me. Of course, I screamed and almost crashed my car. I pulled over and gathered myself looking all around my car to see if maybe something was playing a cruel trick. I didn't find anything. So, I got back in my car, started it up, and lo and behold, right across the street stood Slenderman. Needless to say, I got out of there as quickly as possible. Lately, I've been having those nightmares again, and I recently woke up in a completely different place. I saw him a few nights ago when I woke up from another nightmare. He was just standing at the foot of my bed. And today, when I was driving around with a friend, I saw him everywhere. I want to be scared, but I know I shouldn't. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So if you want to go out on night walks, watch out for those lampposts and that little patch of trees. Because Slenderman could be there. I shouldn't say that really, because if, it, if tulpas do happen... We'll all be imagining them into reality and they'll be everywhere. On this week's extra episode, I've got two Tulpa stories. One is the Slender Man and then we've got just a general kind of Tulpa story because people do, there are practitioners out there, quite a few of them, who, who strongly believe in these entities. And don't forget the Harvest Moon Friday night. Check it out if we actually can see it. And have a lovely, lovely week. Take care, and I'll catch you again on Thursday. Bye-bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.